For too many years, families of children with devastating illnesses have felt helpless as they watched their child suffer. Today, they're taking matters into their own hands and finally finding relief, treating their child with cannabis. These are their stories. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode. Hello, hello, hello. Yes, uh, we're excited for our new guest today. Um, it was a gentleman I met at a trade show, only to find out we both went, uh, were alums from the same university, Hofstra University in Long Island. Right. And he's in, heavily involved in the industry as an employment staffing um, company in New York on uh, East Coast, but yet he staffs for all around the country. Uh, I want everyone to welcome Joshua Cartagena, if I pronounce it correctly. Cartagena, pretty, pretty good, Cyrus. I appreciate that. Thanks for coming and joining us. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for the time. Great. So, uh, just to jump right in, how did you get involved? I mean, I know they weren't teaching this in uh, Hofstra. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, uh, the the story starts really. Um, I've been in staffing uh, for 20 years at this point. Uh, 20 years ago, I started a company called Therapy Source. Uh, and currently, the company provides all types of therapists, speech, PT, OT, psychologists, social workers, and other related therapists to schools nationwide. And we do this through online therapy as well as in-person face-to-face. Mm -hmm. uh, the company has grown to 41 states, about 2,000 therapists, um, and uh, being that is in the staffing industry and what I consider niche staffing, um, I was able to take this experience of being a staffing professional and running a $30 million company and apply it to another niche, and that niche happens to be in the cannabis and hemp area. So back in 2018, uh, I saw the, uh, the rather strong growth in the cannabis market, and I went to my first MJ BizCon show and to assess the market. And I uh, really wanted to get an idea of, you know, what type of caliber of a professional that we were dealing with uh, and how far along it has been in the development. And uh, a when approaching the uh, Las, uh, Las Vegas uh, Convention Center and about a thousand vendors in these, this uh, convention center, I was rather impressed. I was rather impressed by the whole scope from your highly professional uh, M&A firms and other uh, professionals to that of uh, uh, individuals that have maybe been in you know, the industry for a couple of years or even the black market. So it was a wide span. And when I did see this, I said, you know what, this is a market. People are going to need good people to join the industry. And hence, that's how Calix staffing started. Now, have you um, placed, have you seen any crossovers? So people that you normally place in mainstream type positions that you had are not saying, hey, Hey Josh, can you yeah, look you for some can, you know any jobs available in the cannabis industry or hemp? Um, well, the the markets are totally different. Uh, one is we're placing therapists who are certified 
in schools. And then on the Calix side, we are placing anywhere from your uh, low managers all the way up to C-level executives. When you're a staffing professional and you understand uh, the client needs and the communication aspect of moving, obviously, a great candidate to that of a great client, doesn't really matter what the industry is, is if you understand those basic uh, concepts of the business. And that's why uh, we, uh, you know, this is why I decided to start the company and continues to grow. Uh, what kind of placement are these companies looking for and they, when they reach out to you? Not to age myself, but, uh, you know, I, I distinctly remember the uh, Internet boom and the growth of the internet boom uh, where anything with a dot-com on it uh, was a successful IPO. Well, cannabis is similar into that that situation. And uh, being in the start, there was a lot of interest in almost any type of people. Uh, we're getting to a maturity level, not highly mature, but maturity level where where great leadership teams really know what they're looking for. So we really open it up to anyone. It doesn't. You don't need to have a cannabis experience. What you need to have is what I call a. It's a bat principle. B A T. Uh, which is your behavior, your actions, and your techniques. Um, now, you're able to apply that to any industry, but behaviors is really, you know, how well can you work within the culture? You know, how well is there a fit? Um, you know, do you get frustrated easily? Why do you get frustrated easily? So there's a, much, there's a, there's a whole slew of behavioral questions that we ask in our entire process. Um, second is, is the actions. The actions are, what did you do at your past job? What made you successful? You know, how were you able to grow revenues from X amount to XX amount? Or how were you able to do this particular job or this project? And then techniques are more the finite skills in the action, okay? Meaning, oh, I grew sales from, from you know, $1 to $2. Great. How did you increase that 100%? What are the techniques that you used? And those types of finite skills are real indicator to see how can this person provide this bat principle into this newer organization that may need to be getting off the, the, the ground. And so those are some elements that we look for. I like people that are actually outside the industry. They bring in new ideas. Um, I do like, like people in uh, retail jobs. You know, there's a lot of charisma needed, uh, especially in the sales area uh, of cannabis because it's becoming you know, everyone's growing, right? And there's, and there's a slew of products, you know, so what makes one strain better than the other? They could be very similar. However, relationships go a long way because people do business with people that they trust. True, true. Because I recall when I worked as the operations director for a, school, a charter school, because um, we were building from the ground up, we had no infrastructure, we had no staffing, and I was in place. I was put in charge of you know staffing, and the resumes I looked for are people who had like the startup experience. They knew what it was like to be on the floor and using the phone, or you know taking makeshift items and putting them together to make a desk just to uh, just to give us enough time to build up. So those were so I understand when you're looking for like specific experience that could be transferable, and that's um, that's very important. 
Now, what uh, positions have you been filling um, based on regions? Have you been filling more spaces in the East Coast, uh, Midwest, or the, um, the West? Uh, we've been we we work nationwide. Uh, so you know, like a lot of organizations, they have their Western Coast. You know, the Washington and Oregon and California companies. Uh, East Coast is pop, popping up. Uh, I know a lot of states have it on their ballots for this year. And being that this is a, a an election year um, and the need for uh, financial security for the son of state level more states are are looking to get this thing moving and, and, and approved approved for rec if not just medicinal uh, but with this type of growth going on i see really growth really everywhere because uh, it's exciting it's it's a new you know it's, it's a new controlled substance and uh, it's not even federally legal yet uh, but we're moving you know rather close to getting this done and so it's exciting. So I don't see growth in any particular. I see a lot of in the East area uh, because it was almost that's almost like a, a territory uh, of the West, you know, maybe uh, a year and a half ago. And uh, so there's, with the, any type of growth, there's new organizations. And when there's new organizations, there's need for staff. And really that's, that's where we help in making sure that we have a high quality individual and that's the most important part because we're supporting an industry and it it behooves us to put in particular levels of of quality that we're not proud of uh and so when you do work for calyx you know there may be there's a, well, obviously a lot of competitors out there that may just sandblast a bunch of resumes to a client we extremely we take a, a lot of extreme steps to make sure that uh, when we do submit we're only submitting one or two people because we're dead on and the clients will tell you that so what positions are like the most in demand that you've noticed good question where we stand here there's a because of the idea of revenue sales positions uh, are very very important uh, there's a lot of uh, funding private funding uh, for these organizations uh, such the, the newer ones and the ability to be able to have a grow or retail or what have you you're gonna need a lot of sales so sales has been rather popular operations like COO um, also, sea uh, levels on the licensing level. Uh, as these licensees go through the process, they need their C's. And that's really where we come. But at this point, we're getting a lot of uh, sales positions. You never have to do any career coaching. With, um, do you offer that, like career coaching services? Uh, well, we are highly qualified to do that, but it's never been a service of ours in, in career co uh, coaching. Oh, okay. Now, most of your, you have you do regional. Now, do you guys also help with the process of relocation? So, someone from California say I apply for a job and I got the job, and as part of the negotiation, I'm assuming you since you're the go between, the broker of this whole thing, you would be able also to work out the relocation, or is that something that the person being hired and the company hiring them would work that out? 
Yeah, that, that's uh, part of one of the perks of uh, working, obviously, with Calix. These are things that we can help negotiate for the candidate. If the client is open to getting someone of uh, West Coast or vice versa or wherever that the, they may reside, uh, that's usually part of that type of package, and we can help them with that upon you know the negotiation process. Mm. Did you have you ever come across where you place someone? And, you know, after a few months, it just doesn't work out. And what normally happens, I mean, are you contacted afterwards or, or are you being informed of what's going on? Well, well, in a lot of organizations such as ours, uh, there's a guarantee. So okay. we, have, we have a 30 or 60-day guarantee uh, program. Um, usually after 30 days, somebody knows whether this person uh, is a fit or not because they're fast moving organizations and a lot, a lot of the smaller ones, there's, it's, it's about, um, being an entrepreneur, right? A lot of processes may not be in place. It's not like you're placing someone at an IBM. Uh, so sometimes there's a, you know, uh, dysfunction in fast-growing uh, entrepreneurial-type organizations. You might have a wonderful product and everything else, and that's natural in any type of startup organization. So, but at the end of the day, when placing an individual, the client knows if that's a true fit. And it usually never comes down to skill set. It's more about culture uh, of, of that integration because that's the hardest part. So we're going to stop this part part one and we're going to do part two so uh everyone tune in for part two we just want to say good night to everyone thank you for tuning in and please tune in for the part two Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Cannabis Health Radio is a podcast about stories from people around the world who have used cannabis to deal with serious ailments, many of them life-threatening. My name is Ian Jessup. My co-host, Corey Yelland, is no stranger to the devastating emotional impact faced by so many people receiving a death sentence diagnosis from a doctor. Told she only had months to live with anal canal cancer, Corey researched and immediately began using cannabis oil to eliminate her cancer and has been cancer-free for more than a decade. She told herself that if it worked, she would spend the rest of her life helping others, which she does tirelessly every day. When you listen to our podcast, you'll hear many stories like Corey's, along with others who have used cannabis oil for many more ailments besides cancer, such as chronic pain, PTSD, MS, and many, many more. As one of our guests said, your podcast gave me the confidence to save my own life. We regularly get messages from listeners who have heard our podcast and use cannabis to solve a serious health issue of their own or that of a loved one. We hope you listen to these stories and be as inspired and moved as we are with each and every episode.